I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Scaling from 10 employees to 100 is hard enough without adding a pandemic into the mix. Whether you're still in a hiring pause or ramping up your business back to normal, right now is the perfect time to set the foundation for your future growth. During this session for Trainual's Playbook 2020 event, Chris and today's top people leaders had a candid conversation about building scalable hiring processes, sourcing diverse talent, and planning to grow amid uncertainty. Um, Don, I watched a part of a keynote that you gave about uh, isolation at work. It was a responsive conference last year. And I'm curious, you know, now if, if you had given that speech this year, um, that that's something that is probably on a lot of people's minds being isolated at home. So any tips there that you have for, for people listening? It always makes me nervous when people say they're watching an old keynote of mine. I think, oh, crap, what did I say? Um Honestly, a year ago, so it would be a year ago in September, I was already worried about isolation, right? And isolation in communities and how people are not really connecting. And so you put this pandemic on top of it and people are literally saying to us in California at some point, like, please don't leave your house, right? What does that do? And so I do, I am worried about it. And we hear about it from our employees for sure, especially some of our younger employees that either live by themselves um, or that we're using their work as like a lot of social outlet, whether it's right. to be on the basketball team or to go out to dinner afterwards or whatever the case may be. And so that is one of the re reasons we invested in mental health resources so people have support. But the other thing we've really been trying to really invest in is micro communities is what I've been calling micro communities, which for us, the first first like easy lift was within our ERGs. So how can you kind of build community with small groups of people that maybe already have something in common or they have um, some sort of community bond already? And what does that look like? So we've done things like virtual volunteering or we had a virtual pride event that was really fun. So really trying to, it's hard to marshal, you know, 2,500 people to go all in one place to do something, but in these smaller micro communities or people that are sharing similar experiences, we've really been trying to kind of get that going. And that can either be through, you know, we're Slack, so we use Slack, which is like through channels or through donut or through something like that. But we've really been trying to leverage micro communities during this time. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. We we use the donut meetups, and then we also we we broke people into small groups and teams and did escape virtual escape the room. I don't know if anyone's done that, but it's you can do it's just as fun with Google Doc instructions and and uh, putting you in breakout rooms. So those people are getting creative these days. Uh, Holland, I know there's been a big big pivot this year, right? With how you offer your services. So when people are scaling and going through big pivots, whether it's a change in services or leadership changes, how do you keep people in the right role and know that they're supported? You know, how, how do you deal with so much change at once? Yeah, 
great question. Uh, probably something that comes up every single day. Um, I, I think the key to us is just transparency and just constant communication so that there's an expectation so that employees know, um, you know, what may be coming, may not be. And, and, you know, to me, one of the things that I always just encourage so much is people being able to embrace ambiguity, right? Like there's just so much we don't know. And, and the reality is no one feels that comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Like uncertainty isn't that fun oftentimes. Uh, and we're just living in a time of uncertainty. And so I think it's just being really honest and transparent about that so that we can, you know, try to provide the resources we need to the team as we shift and pivot um, and make our changes. So I think that's been a big focus. And I think the reality is that there's going to be some times where uh, maybe someone's career path has actually changed dramatically compared to what they expected, right? Like I even think I'm sure even for those on the, on the call today, right? Like I did not expect my 2020 that this is what I would be learning or how I would be growing in my own career. And I think oftentimes an employee kind of looks at, you know, depending on, on where they are in their career, they say like, well, I thought I was going to be X and Y, and these are the things I was going to be doing. And yeah. my goal was to manage a team of five and I don't manage a team of five. So therefore, you know, this is not necessarily the career path or what I was expecting. And I think, as long as you know we as leaders and managers can help them understand how much they're learning and doing because the goal to me is always like as long as you're learning and growing and, and you know developing a new skill that is progress and that's awesome um, and just setting the realistic expectations so for some people that's okay and for others like you know what i still want to just i want a team of five and that, that's what i need and want and it's just having those conversations and, and sometimes they're tough but generally just kind of supporting one another as people and, and helping them navigate through right so just having those checking conversations i don't know if any of you have uh like open door open hours i know when when we we're in office there were just open door hours where you can walk in how do you do that digitally is that a, is, it, is there something any of you are doing remotely to have leaders have open open hours so we have ongoing, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say we have ongoing office hours. So you can book, like it's a global calendar. Anyone can book it anytime, it's fully open. We do that with most of our uh, like senior leaders. We also do that through some of our diversity work, um, but and, yeah, through the business partners or people partners on my team, you can book them too. Um, so that's probably the easiest way to do that. And then we also just like pop pop by. There's um, There's like, you can just, call somebody, hey, can I can I Slack call you right now? Or can I just, you know, DM you or whatever the case may be? And we just automatically pop in from there too. Yeah, I was gonna say when you're not in an office, like it's, it's interesting because being in an HR or people role, um, when you're in an office, there is an element of knowing too much, right? And getting pulled into to too many things that you don't necessarily get pulled into if you're hundred percent remote. Um, but I, I still want people to know at all times. I think our company was a little bit more prepared, but like, you still have to talk to, to somebody if you're feeling a certain way and create an environment where people can and want to talk to somebody, even if they just want to think through something. Like I was thinking that maybe I would want to, you know, try this team and um, have that safe space because if the safe space exists, then people will come and talk to you about it, knowing that you will just talk it through with them and not, you know, make any decisions for them. But, um, you know, creating that environment and just, yeah, starting a Zoom immediately when someone says, hey, you have Slack, like we don't have each other's cell phone numbers in our phone, in our personal phones. Like we are on Slack and Zoom all day long. Um, but most of it is like, if you wanna have a conversation, just pop into Zoom and have a five minute conversation. 
or phone call. I've been, I, I spend so much time on zoom. It's been nice to just get phone calls and walk around outside for a little bit. I don't know if you're, if you're doing that too, but um, Nicole, before athletic greens, I know you worked in people ops and in staffing at a couple other places. So I'm curious how you think about sourcing talent or fostering a good pool of candidates, even if you're not actively hiring. Can you speak to that a little? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it, I mean, it obviously depends on the business and how it's growing. And at certain points you need a lot more salespeople or partnerships people than you would need, you know, tech people. Um, so I think it's just having your, your finger on the pulse of the, the business or the businesses that you're recruiting for, um, asking questions like, you know, do you have an org chart for six months from now? Um, and, and kind of just staying on, on top of that, you know, our org chart changes every week, I feel. <laughs> and I, I constantly, but I do know at all times, like what might be coming up because my leadership team really helps to think through it. And um, so I think when I, when I was recruiting for a lot of different companies at my agency, um, I was focused on very particular roles within different companies. I really wanted to go internally so that I could, you know, build a team and, and help go through the whole life cycle. But I think it's like, right now I know that, you know, our, our marketing team is pretty good. We've, we've done that, but our partnerships teams ramping up. And I know that our tech, you know, right now we have external tech, but we might be doing that internally. So I know all that from transparency and can just start, you know, all the different resources to find these people, especially the ones, the resources that show the people who need a job right now and who have had the layoffs. Those have been incredible resources for everybody. I, th I think you you hit a button when you said the org charts changing because everybody was like you know it's smiling and and you know I I feel like a, a um, guilty every time we make a change and I've got to communicate it to everybody and it's like apologetic but it seems like that's something that happens for all of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At all so, times. So Holland, I'm curious, uh, what are some ways that you attract? talents. You don't have to spend as much time sourcing. You know, I, ideally we all have just these pools of people that want to work for our companies so that when we need to fill a position, it's a, it's, it's a quick process. So any tips on your end, Colin? Yeah. I mean, traditionally, I'm sure for most companies, the, the best way that we've done it is organically just through our employees, right? They love our product and they're the, the biggest advocate of advocates for our product and just overall can sell the experience, right? What is it like to work at ClassPass and, and why do you want to be a part of it? I think for us, the, the thing that's been most beneficial and um, is that we have like a mission-driven company. So we, we truly believe and know that the hope is that we, we are making every life uh, even better, right? And we're allowing people to to really fully live their lives. And it sounds silly sometimes I say it out loud, but like truly believe it and know it. So it's pretty awesome. It makes it a lot easier to come to work. The best hires, same for us. It's it's the people that like hit us up on social media and say, mm -hmm. I just love what you guys are doing. I want to work here. This is amazing. And then when we've got something open, it's, a, it's an easy decision. Um, Dawn, I know hiring diverse talent is at the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now. Is there something that you guys are doing with, with as many people as you have to source more diverse talent? Well, I'm, I think, so I always want to be careful when people, like it seems to go in vogue, especially in Silicon Valley, like this word of diversity and inclusion and all of this. And so I think the number one thing you can do as a company to source diverse talent is to make sure that you're really living it, right? And not just checking a box. Um, diverse talent has diverse networks. And like, I would say, um, I can't take any credit for it. Like we, Stuart, our CEO started earlier, early in the company believes in it and it became a flywheel for us. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so it was something that started earlier and really like um, people are like, oh, this is a cool place to work. Or I feel like I can be my authentic self here. And then what that comes together. So I'd say the number one thing is make sure that it's really embedded into the DNA of your company and not just kind of doing a checkbox, which I've worked for those companies too, right? So not, not judging it. I'm just saying it usually just doesn't work when that's the case. And then in terms of talent, um, I mean, Afrotech is next week, I believe. Um, so if, if folks are, I, I mean, I think that's a wonderful event. Um, I'm thinking of only the acronym, I can't think of it, but there's, um, we just had um, out, uh, out grad, grad out for like the new, for uh, LGBTQ folks that are graduating from college. Um, Lesbians Who Tech is a great event. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm having a, a brain meltdown. Um, the oh, main women's event. Grace, Grace Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Those are big ones. Yeah. The other thing that I'll add, Dawn, we kind of, one thing that at least we just admire so much about what Slack has done and done so well for so long. If you go to your careers page, it's so obvious. Like all the things that you just said are just there and embedded, right? I think even like ourselves as our own learning for how we continue to grow, you know, still have, have some work to do. And I think, um, have just been really, uh, just really impressed. By, by the way that it, to your point, has kind of always been part of, of your growth and, you know, uh, really looking forward to, to when we get there as well. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.